Welcome back to the Sporting Max Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Beckon Maintenance, high pressure washing, facility maintenance, and commercial sanitization. Check them out at beckon.com.au. Here's your host, Max Becker. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Sporting Max, where today we're with Melbourne United player Mason Peaton. Welcome to the podcast, Mason. How are you going? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm really glad we could get this organised. No worries, mate. Talk to me about your childhood and growing up in Melbourne. Okay, so I first started playing basketball out um, at the Casey Basketball Association. I, I was out in southeast Melbourne. That's where I grew up. Uh, I was born in Ber- I was I went to school out in Berwick. So um, I played all my club basketball uh, growing up in the Dandenong Rangers, which is one of the rep teams out that way. And was able to sort of start playing that in under 14s and then played all the way through juniors uh, up until I was old enough to play in the Seagull team, which is now called the NBL one. So I uh, was really lucky to be at a, with a good club um, and had some good mates that I played with through through uh, my juniors. So I really enjoyed it. Played for the Dandenong Rangers as a junior. Um, what was that like for you? I really enjoyed it. Um, had some great coaches uh, along the way. Uh, were really good for me um but also just you know just like everybody else playing sport you you, you develop friendships along the way so uh, had some good mates growing up that uh, i played played much new basketball with that i still keep in touch with now so uh, yeah really enjoyed it now you represented vic metro under 20s uh, at the australian junior basketball championships can you sort of tell me about this experience yeah it was good uh it was something that I'd worked towards for a very long time. Uh, a lot of kids, like I, they try out in under 14s or under 12s and under 16s. And, that was, and I was one of those kids. So uh, I didn't wasn't lucky enough to get the opportunity when I was younger, uh, mostly just because I, I wasn't good enough at the time and just kept working at it and working at it. And uh, by under 20, I'd uh, managed to develop enough where uh, I was offered, I was offered to be the emergency in my bottom age year in under 20s. And then, I went again the year after and made the team that year. So I was really, really lucky to end up playing for Vic uh, Victoria for both under-20 seasons, which uh, I was absolutely over the moon to do. It was fantastic. In 2015, you signed with Eastern Washington. How did this all come about? Uh, it happened through uh, the Dayton Rangers. Again, I was playing yeah. in the Seaball there and they'd recruited uh, an ex-team out of mine called Michael Wern who was a year older than me and was playing in all those men's men's games for Denon Rangers. So whilst they were watching all his film, I was another player playing in all those games and I was really lucky that they were watching me at the exact same time. So uh, that all happened through that. Obviously, um, Venky Joyce was another Denon Ranger that played for East Washington and in his career, he ended up finishing up as the all-time leading scorer at Eastern Washington University, uh, which is pretty impressive. Uh, but two years later, someone else came along and beat his record. So, um, but but the the ties that uh, Eastern Washington had to Dandenong Rangers at the time were really strong, and uh, I was just in the right place at the right time, and I got seen, which is fantastic. So, what was that like to move countries to go to school and play basketball? Uh, it was it was really challenging. There were a lot of changes, uh, a lot of brand new things with basketball, but also adjusting to the to the culture over there. Um, I really enjoyed it. I found it was a really good experience for me. Get out of Melbourne and see a completely new part of the world. Um, and the basketball 
environment there was just, uh, it was second to none. All the coaches there had a great passion for the game. All the players were incredibly motivated. And so I just fit right into a program where everyone was just so highly motivated and we all just really pushed and trained really hard all the time and got the best out of each other. So that was really huge for my development and I, I was really lucky to have that experience. Yeah, so you averaged four points and three rebounds per game in your freshman year. Did you find coming into a new school um, for your first year overwhelming? I don't think it was overwhelming. I think um, I am one of the players that that wasn't going to be a one-and-done player. So uh, in, in college, you get these freshmen that are top 100 groups or um, really, really talented players that are ready to just play big minutes straight away. And I just wasn't good enough of a player. And we had better big guys on the team at the time. So they had the first crack every game. And so my freshman year, we had a player called Jacob Wiley who played in the NBL a couple of years ago. Yep. Um, and he was the big sky MVP in my freshman year. And we played the same position. So it didn't matter how good of a player I was. He was just <laughs> better than me and he was older than me. And so he got to, he got to be the star of the show that year. And I just was trying to be the best teammate I could be and just learn as much from him as I could. So uh, as much as I didn't get to play as much that first year, um, it was huge for my development to learn from such a great player and a great person. Can you explain to me how the college system works? Yeah, so um, you get uh, if you're lucky enough to get um, recruited from, from colleges, it's really hard to be seen by them. A lot of times they will watch club basketball or state state tournaments or Australian the Australian national teams, especially for Australians growing up trying to get recruited by them. It's really tough if you don't make a national team. So I was really lucky that they'd uh, seen players at Dandenong before and I was just, I just happened to get recruited. But, um, but once you go to college, you get the four years of eligibility to play yep. for them. And so you got your freshman, your junior, uh, sophomore, your junior and your senior season. And uh, you've got to balance all the basketball whilst the university and, and doing all the studying and all, and all the classes at the same time. So it's a really good it's a really good challenge, but it was something that I, I I really wanted to do. I was really passionate about it. So it was a great fit for me. As a junior, you were named to the second team all big sky, averaging fifteen points and seven boards a game. How did it feel to be recognized as one of the top players in the league? I think it was just very motivating. Um, it was motivating because it was I think as a sophomore I was honorable mention and so to be on the second team was a step up in that regard. But I had one more season to go and I thought, hey, I can be that first team next year because I'm so close now. Um, so that was really motivating. It was really humbling. But I was just I was just glad to be on a really good team. Pretty much all my four years, we were a winning team and we always had a chance at winning the championship. So um, to be individually recognised, it was just recognition of all the development that I'd put into myself, but also just the, the hard work my teammates had done with me. So it was great. December 13, 2019, you scored a big sky record with 53, 54 points, sorry, and 13 rebounds in a thumping 146 to 89 win over, I hope I'm saying this right, Multnomah University. That's right, yeah. What was your mindset like throughout that game? So it's a bit of a weird game, Max, because yep. uh, they had a very small team. And so our advantage was all the big guys on our team. Not only did they have a small team, they wanted to shoot as many threes as possible. So sometimes their small guard would just dribble over half court and shoot from court and shoot from court to court. He wouldn't even look to run a play or anything. 
And to his credit, he was an amazing shooter and he would make some of them. So he was they were trying to score as many points as possible without considering how many points they were going to give up on defense. And so, as you say, we scored 140 points against them, but they still scored 89 because they were just throwing threes up from everywhere and hitting hitting them. They were great shooters. Yeah. Uh, so it was one of the weirdest games I've played. And the game plan was use our size as a team and get the ball inside. And before I knew it, I had a record. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. Um, and I was really lucky that, that the guards just kept throwing me the ball because to be fair, they could have scored as many points as they wanted, but they, they stuck with the game plan and, and, and the rest is history. So it was a lot of fun. So through that game, did you just play on the inside or did you um, get outside to shoot a three ball? I shot one three, but the rest <laughs> of it, we would we'd get the rebound and I would just run right to the rim and say, throw me the ball and lay it up and then do the same thing over and over again. So it happened pretty quickly. I only played 23 minutes. It was one of those games where I was going to play half the game and let the young guys play half the game. Mm-hmm. And I did. I did. I only played 23 minutes. Some other games I played 35 minutes plus. So um, I still held up my end of the bargain. I just scored a lot of points really quickly. So um, it's fun. It's a cool record to have. But at the same time, it's a pretty funny story too. So I, I enjoyed it. This year you were named as the Big Sky Player of the Year or MVP. What did this mean to you? I honestly... Um, it's not something I go out to achieve, uh, yeah. but it was incredibly humbling because I'd actually played two years in my fresh my freshman year and my sophomore year. So my first two years at Eastern Washington, uh, we had the Big Sky MVP on our team. So uh, my two different teammates, so Jacob Wiley and Bogdan Blisnuk, were MVPs at our school, and I got to play with them and train with them every day. And I looked up to them as basketball players, but also just human beings so much. And so. Uh, to win that award, I just thought of them and I thought, oh, how cool. Like, they're, they're, they're awesome. I look up to them so much. Uh, cool thing to join their company. So uh, that's as much thought as I put into it. Uh, and, and I was just really looking forward to uh, finishing our season and, and seeing how good the team went. But unfortunately, as you know, coronavirus impacts everything and, and everything yeah. had to stop. <laughs> what was college life like for you over those four years? I found I was really, really focused. Um, I think that some guys can get distracted uh, with other things that can go on at college. But for me, I had I went in with a couple of goals uh, with what I wanted to do with my academics and get my degrees done. And I was able to do that a bit faster than I wanted to, which is fantastic. And then obviously I was there to, I was there to do the academics, but also really take my basketball at the next level. And um given the development over the last four years that I, I was able to get over there and all at the same time be on a really good winning team. Um, I think I, I think we uh, achieved some really good outcomes in that sense. Over those four years, you um, got a degree in finance. Why did you choose to study that topic? Well, I chose finance because I really wanted a business degree um, and I thought finance was good for me because I, I'm not bad at math. So I thought math is good, that's good for me. Um, but I wanted a business degree because I didn't want to go over to the States um, and get like a, uh, and get a different degree that I wouldn't be able to translate back here. Because sometimes when you go in between countries, um, you have to redo subjects when you come back and, and try to yeah. get accredited. Uh, so for me, the business was the most general thing I could do. But then the finance was a good skill set that I had already from just me knowing myself and how I did in high school. So that's sort of how I, I got, uh, got came up with finance.
In July, he signed a three-year deal with Melbourne United as a development player. When and how did this uh, come about? Well, as much as the pandemic was really bad for a lot of people, I was really lucky because I came back to Melbourne and I was able to train with Melbourne United a couple of times a week uh, in their scrimmages and I play against their play. Um, and so not only did I get to see the, the like NBL talent that they have, yeah. uh, their coaches yeah. got to see me play in person. Um, I hadn't really been back in Australia for more than a couple of weeks. For four years, I was over in... Usually college players, they come back every off-season and they train with clubs for a couple of months and uh, the NBL coaches can see them. Whereas for me, I was trying to get my degree done so fast, I had to stay during the summers to take extra classes. So I wanted to get it all done before I came back. Um, so I didn't have that opportunity. And so coronavirus came. I, I came back from America early and I was able to train with the United and a little bit with the Phoenix too. Um, and just sort of get some extra basketball in between the two Malabs, because that's where I am. And I was really lucky that they got to see me uh, play as a person and evaluate me and, and see if I was someone they wanted to be a part of their team. And so um, it was one of the best things that could have worked out for me. So what was that like to train with both Melbourne teams? It was pretty cool because uh, playing in the NBL was something I wanted to do growing up. And even going to college, you know, as a basketball player, I thought I want to be as good a player as I can be. So, if I ever have a chance to make the L, um, I've got the I've got things in the bank, and um, I've already put in all the work. and And it was it was the first opportunity I'd ever had to come and train with these teams. So, I put a lot of hard work in in at East Washington for a few years, and it was a great opportunity to sort of see uh, see the landscape and see the players that were here and. Um, also a good opportunity for the coaches to look at me too. So I feel like um, I just really enjoyed it. What are you aiming to achieve at United? Well, every every player will tell you that they want to win a championship. That's our team goal. Yeah. Um, I'm really lucky to be on a team that uh, every year we've always got a really good chance of doing it. Um, I, I love being around uh, the older that have that experience, being on the Boomers and the national team. Yeah. Um, I've never I've never represented Australia and a lot of a lot of young guys go to college, um, especially the top the top talent. Uh, they've played for Australia as a junior, um, and I and I haven't done that. So I think being around those players, I just really look up to them, and I feel like they can uh, just teach me so much about uh, about how they about it. And um, I think the more that I look at it that way, and how they can make me better as a player, um, that'll just help me with my personal goals and and how I can be the best player I can in the NBL. So what do you think you can learn off guys like our veteran Dave Barlow who's played uh, for the Boomers and also new signing Jock Landau? Yeah, so the best part about Jock <laughs> and, and and Dave Barlow is that I get to guard them at training every day. Yeah. Uh, so as much as they teach me about, uh, mm. they teach me about the game and since we're on the same team, we're trying to win. Uh, I get to play against them and I have to figure out how to stop them doing what they do <laughs> and they're such great players. So uh, that's a huge part of my development is just trying to figure out how to defend them. Um, and I get a lot of I get a lot of good tips from them, uh, but they also beat me down too. They're pretty good, got pretty good players, so I've really enjoyed it. So have you figured out how to guard Jock Landau yet? Yep, you get a double team. That's what you do. He's a, he's a fantastic talent. He can shoot the three. He's big and strong. He finishes really well. He passes out of the post. Um, he's a really good pickup for us. And I can't wait to play with him. It's, it's going to be a fun season. 
What's it like to train with a superstar shooter and a elite defender like Chris Golding? Chris is a lot of fun too because uh, just when you think he's got no room to move, uh, he shoots a three right over you and sinks it. And that's just the easiest shot for him. So uh, he's he's been fantastic in my time at the club uh, that I've been there. And, I you know, I think he's one guy that's really started from the last few months having that extended preseason where he's got his body right and his shot is just unbelievable. Apparently it's never looked better. That's what I've heard. I mean... <laughs> I've only seen this, Chris, and this Chris is pretty good. So it's, it's been fun. New additions to the group with Jack White, Yudai Baba, uh, Scotty Hobson and Jock Landau this off-season, just to name a few. What's your perspective on having elite-level guys um, like them come into the club? Well, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a lot of fun to play basketball with those guys, I think. So Jack White, I actually played on a couple of state teams in my under-20s, so... Yeah. Um, it's been a lot of fun reconnecting with him uh, since we, we used to play against each other growing up all the time. So uh, it's been really fun to see how his game improved at Duke since coming back to Eastern Washington. And then in regards to the other guys, like Udai Barbo and, and Jock, and we haven't seen Scotty yet, but uh, mm-hmm. every every player on our team has a, has a great skill set and can add something. Um, I feel like everyone's going to accept their role really well and, and we everyone has something to bring to the table. So I think we've got a great roster and I can't wait to see how it all fits together. Now, everyone's, I reckon everyone's wondering at the moment, you know, how's Udai Baba tracking? Everyone's wondering, well, he's doing pretty good. I've, uh, I've really enjoyed watching him play. Um, he plays a, at a great speed. He's really, he can get, he's, he's a sneaky athlete. You don't think he can get there and then he dunks it on your head. So yeah. I think it'll be a lot of fun to watch. Um, he fits in our group really well. Um, uh, he's been a he's been a joy to have in the club, um, and I think he just fits in really well. So he's been a great signing for us. How would you describe your game, and what can you bring um, to this group that can make United fans excited in NBL Twenty One? I think I'm just physical. Uh, I, I play really hard. I, I get I get on the ground uh, to get the ball and push guys around, and and just and just and just play really hard. Uh, run the floor really hard, and and I. Um, I try to play make a little bit, but don't do too much. I, I, I like to see myself as a guy that, that makes other guys' uh, life easier. So uh, the better screens I can set, the more rebounds I can grab, and the better defense I can play, I think that just makes everyone's life a bit easier. And so that's just my focus this year. And uh, if the Melbourne United fans like it, well, that's fantastic too. How do you think NBL 21 is going to go for the club? I'm really hopeful that it ends up with a great season. I really like the pieces we've had and we've added to the team and it's been great fun training these last few months with such a great squad and that we all have a really good mindset on what our goal is as a team to win a championship. And so we just can't wait for the season to get started. What would be your best advice to anyone trying to make their way into the NBL like yourself as you dreamed of as a kid? I think you just got to do one step at a time and um, not look too far ahead because there's a lot of things that have to go right uh, along the way. And it's such a long journey here. Like I'm not playing my first game in NBL uh, till I'm almost 24 years old. And so some kids get there, like, I don't know how old Lamello was last year, but he was much <laughs> younger than me. And so I'm just saying it can be a long journey and just not look too far ahead and continue to put, put in the work and, and be patient with it and, and oftentimes you'll end up going further than you think you can. So um, that's what I'd say. Thanks, Mason, for coming on the podcast and uh, putting aside some of your time 
uh, after training today to uh, come on the podcast and have a chat. Absolutely, Max. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Mason. Stay tuned, everyone, for some more Sporting Max. Thanks for listening to Sporting Max. If you like this episode, please leave us a review or rating on iTunes and follow and subscribe to our channel on Instagram and YouTube.